full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Michael Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, that was fantastic. That was a live, by popular demand, acoustic set of the theme song written by Carl. Carl is calling us from New Jersey. Happy Easter Sunday, as this is April 21st, 2019, as we stream live, as always, One Take Masters on (laughs) mutinyradio.fm. And you could go to the website, find the Listen Here button. You know what I did? I copied the URL of the uh, link, and I customized my tune-in by manually typing it into my phone. And now I have Muni Radio wherever I go. Isn't that exciting? Wow. Wow. And if you'd like to listen to our podcast, we drop every Sunday night. Our podcast is our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what are we watching today? Today we are watching the Outlaw Josie Wales. Go to your YouTube search. Okay, Outlaw. Okay, Josie. I'm just kidding. It is Liquid Sky. Liquid Sky, 1982. Oh, phew, I thought I had to watch a Clint Eastwood movie. Phew, Listen, thoughts. you are wrong to resist that film. Okay. Uh, Liquid Sky. Liquid Sky. Which is a nickname for heroin. 1982. I like Erlinda Yasinia as the publisher. All right, let's stick with your Linda Yesimia. Well, I, it's um, it's the word, it's the name Linda, but E R in the front. No, so Erlinda's Linda's the name. Room, Linda. Hey, never question people. So this is Liquid Sky, nineteen eighty two, V O S T F R plus Ing DVD full movie, and all right. So what we're gonna do is we want you to click the link, we want you to hit pause, we want you to get to zero zero. And then we want you to hit play uh, when we count down. And this is being Easter Sunday, uh, the day after Passover, the day after 420. Uh, our countdown king is not here in the studio. So instead, we're very excited to bring Carl, new countdown Thank king. You. So, yeah. all right. Can we guess which holiday he's off for? He's probably 420. 420? Yeah, probably 420. <laughs> but it could be Passover. It could be Good Friday. Uh, okay, it's not so- Passover. Now, listen, if you're listening at home, don't listen without watching the movie. That's the whole gag. And before we start, go to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl has been posting, syncing up the podcast with the movies and posting it on YouTube. And he has like at least 30. Yeah, it's a labor of love, but it is a labor. So go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Please. Subscribe to it. Uh, uh, that's, if we, there's any room left. All we do are advertisements for mattresses that come in box. And for uh, <laughs> we don't do much advertising. So <laughs> go ahead, donate to immunityradio.fm. But better yet, just subscribe to LWAFLMOYT on YouTube. And let's get the countdown. Speaking of YouTube, I think everyone's ready. Go ahead, Carl. Okay, folks. Get your fingers hovering over that triangle. And in three... Two, one, go. Liquid Sky, right off the bat. Yeah. Uh-oh. You see the face. Yes. I also see very dated. It's dated. Well, this is 1982, and it's a New York that doesn't exist anymore. So it is pretty neat that we're going to be going back in time here. 
So this is all like no. What kind of wave is this, New York? Is it new wave or is it no wave? It's okay. So no wave was this uh, uh, explosion of indie films uh, that took place in uh, the 80s. And this music is, I guess it's the time of, I don't know, this music that was in this film inspired something called uh, Electro Clash, which was an early 90s phenomenon. Yeah. It was like, it was like punk meets techno music. Well, yeah, and uh, there was a lot of no wave bands too that were just like, just went off on different ah, rhythms. So no wave isn't just a... It's a, no, it's also a music term. There was like no wave, huh. the no wave movement, because it was new wave that came off of punk, but also no wave came off of punk. So it's like we reject classic rock with punk, and we, we commercialize it with no new wave, so we reject new wave. Yeah. With no wave already. Yeah, we're no wave. Fuck God, your yeah. new wave. New Wave is like uh, Flock of Seagulls, and No Wave is uh, uh, We Don't Need That Fast. No, that's New Wave, too. That's uh, shit. I'm singing. Uh, well, the thing is funny. It's like, we're not part of your scene, man. Don't classify us. Oh, what kind of music are you? Oh, well, we classify ourselves as No Wave. <laughs> we're uh, like- anti-everything. Oh, can I join? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So three people wrote this. There's uh, the Empire. And directed by Slava Truskerman, producer. Right. Now, he was an Israeli. He was a director of documentaries and such. He came to New York in 76, and very shortly after, he's like, this place, I, I, I mean, he thinks he was in Berlin during Bauhaus. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, he said, I have to capture this, and they wrote this film. There's Trade Towers. Yeah, they're there again. Now, what is that thing coming on the horizon? Uh, that's the New York City blimp. <laughs> oh, it's the Coney Island UFO. Only in Coney Island. What's it doing in Manhattan? How large is that thing? Well, it's it's barely squeaking by the two to- twin towers. So <laughs> the truth is, it's like three feet, and it's about to land on a rooftop. Oh, neat! What perfect it's a little flying saucer. Looks like a dish. They didn't have that then. They're going to squat in an abandoned building? Okay, so in this film, you have to be perplexed for the longest time. Like, what's going on? And then you find out. So I'm just going to ruin that for you and tell you, okay? All right, yeah. These are, we're seeing the creatures now. They don't have form, okay? They look like owls. Yeah, they also need visine, clearly. Um, They are here to soak off of human endorphins in the brain. That's something they need for sustenance. And if you take heroin, these endorphins go off. And if you have sex, if, when you have an orgasm, these endorphins go off. These aliens want to suck my orgasm and heroin high? Yeah. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. like the sound of this. <laughs> now, the, the chroma key we're seeing right now is not the predator's vision. It's these aliens. This is how they see... And when they put the whammy jammy on somebody, this this like weird ball appears that is capturing the endorphins. So they just, the way aliens see is they take the special effects dial and they crank it to 10. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, neat. That's the ball. I don't know why I'm seeing it now because there is no pleasure happening, but that is the ball that gets the endorphins and satisfies the aliens. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's nothing wrong with seeing that ball. The ball makes me happy. 
just, why must it drop once a year? Come on, let's. Oh my God! Out. How how do they pull that off? <laughs> Dropping the ball? So, That's like someone said. I have a great idea. Let's drop a ball in Times Square, and they said, "Well, being 1914." Oh, how did that tradition start? Yeah. Who owned the building? It is dumb. I don't know. I don't know. It's stupid. As long as I get I to watch like it on the TV. Rest of the world, uh, the, well, you watch it on television. The rest of the world does the fireworks like you do in San Francisco. It's much right. But you know, like you go to local news at eleven o'clock and you want to watch the fireworks live. And what they do is they have a hundred million commercials, and they have footage of fireworks from around the world on New Year's Eve. Yay! Sydney. I have to interrupt you. Yes. I gotta interrupt you. Okay. This uh, is Jimmy. Okay, and Jimmy is like a, a, a model, and he's trying to buy heroin. And the, one, the, the girl he's talking with, that's Margaret, and they used to be boyfriends, and they're not. So he goes to Margaret's boy, uh, roommate, I want to buy heroin. I'll pay you tomorrow. She goes, you're not paying me tomorrow. So then she goes to the roommate, Margaret, and he goes, let's go to your place, because he knows the heroin is there. Uh, and she thinks it's for love reasons. Is there an alien in the room? Because it's now an alien vision. Somehow, because the alien's on the roof, he can see anything. He can observe. So, Oh, this is it. This is the moment of reason for living. This performance art piece. He has a microphone to our heart. That's right. Now that is Adrian, the roommate and the lover of Margaret. Now, they're not performing in a club. They're just performing in an oversized loft. No, the movie is making a big mistake. What it does, and it does it throughout the whole film, is it shows you one scene and cuts to another scene, and you're out of context. You think the two are together, but the director didn't think you would think that. He's showing you the club at the same time as the apartment. Okay, and she's performing in the apartment and not the club. She was just dancing around having fun. She couldn't even hear the music. I, you see I, the sneer? Yeah, that's a good sneer. Looks like I ate some bad pepper. Here's a big surprise for you. Okay. It's it's both the same actress playing both parts. Yeah, I I realized that the first second. You did? Okay. Yeah. So it's confusing. You think that, like, there's brother-sister, or you think that it's, like, some alter ego or something. Right. They're really, literally just playing two different characters. Well, that's a good sneer, either way. You know what he's looking for, don't you? He's looking for some horse. He's looking for the horse. Or it's called Liquid Sky. No one calls it Liquid Sky. (laughs) They did in 82. They did not. This performance piece she does is truly horrible. Oh, yeah. We have to to listen to this. This is what I I told you, uh, our friend John Fonseca. John and I saw this movie in the 80s. This was a very popular video. And he watched this, and he just was screaming in my face ever since. So here she goes. Not since well, Daryl Hannah. Not since Daryl Hannah since uh, Legal Eagles that we've seen such performance art like this. Go ahead. Sorry. If you want to go to the club and ask Gabe, you can go ahead to me or to yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't have anything to say. We're okay. going to have to listen to her harbor song. Okay, so she's had enough of you trying to steal the heroin. So she's like, get out. Okay. So that was in the apartment, and now we're in the club. Me and my... Me and my... (laughs) Me and my rhythm box. The rhythm box is the J-J. And my rhythm box. 
me in my Ritter box. Yeah, this is what John Fasek would yell at me all throughout high school. Are you jealous? Are you jealous? Are you gonna take a cab? An Uber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Margaret. This is the 21st century uh, revision. We have to get back to the so club. What, what's true is they have to go back to the club, both of them. They're models and they've got some sort of gig. Oh, so yeah. Even though she kicked him out, he's hanging around saying, come on, we gotta go, come on. They gotta get back on the catwalk. Yes, on the catwalk. It's weird because they love each other, but they hate each other, but they're also both gay, so they can't be together. You know oh, what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a weird dynamic that's more interesting than this film deserves. So, And then one of them beco- has sex with an alien or becomes an alien? Okay, so I'll just ruin it. Oh. Should I ruin it? Well, let's I listen think. to some. Let's listen to a little music. Okay. Like, if this was a real club, they, everyone would be talking and at the bar. Nobody would be like, wow, she's so good. Yeah, nobody. Even today. Even, well, especially today, but back in the day when this was popular music, even then. Well, you know, I was walking down Soho the other day and somebody said, look, another Laurie Anderson clone. And I said, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> What year was it when you were walking down the other day? It was 1982 Liquid Sky. It was Liquid Sky uh-huh. 1982. That's a Laurie Anderson song, who I now, always think of. Adrian, who's singing, is a Jersey girl. That's why I love her. Love her. Oh, is she from Hoboken? Is she from West New York? I don't know. The internet told me she was born in West Orange and she oh. lived all over New Jersey. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, see, so she you, was in this play, I right? Uh, just some stupid local play, and she was a dancer in it. And she was nineteen, and this guy who's uh, who did a movie called Alice Sweet Alice just saw her. It's a cult horror film, apparently. What's it called, Alice? Oh, Alice Sweet Alice. I have heard of yeah. it. Yeah. Um. This is her second movie appearance ever, and then she just quit movies. And she eventually got married and moved to Seattle, and she's in some nurturing career, it claims. She oh, has a daughter. Nice. Oh, here we go. Here's the heroine. First appearance, 10 minutes, 11 minutes into it. Oh, now, I well, the name's Liquid Sky. But uh, which what I means was, what? Liquid Smoke? Liquid Sky was apparently a nickname for heroin. It was I never guess. a nickname for heroin. It was this idiot made it up. You are not a heroin expert. You haven't even taken it. <laughs> Look, if I there know was a... from heroin, okay? I know uh, Nancy Drew. I know Wonder Woman. Okay, oh, those are two uh, heroines. I know heroin. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about heroines. We're talking about oh, heroin. Oh. The white stuff. Oh, you By mean way, Wonder Woman? Movie, it was, it was uh, sugar and water. And he shoots it up? No, in the movie. But he's gonna. We're gonna watch the needle go into his arm. Uh, I don't think so. Is there gonna be no wave music behind it? Oh my God! There's this annoying song throughout the whole thing. Yeah, or, or synthesizer music. 
Oh, here, here's another performance piece. Yeah, look at the audience. They are bored. They're like the audience yeah, from our live show. I walked into the wrong club. I thought this was liquid abstinence. What's that shit, that green garbage? <laughs> this is their performance piece, by the way. Ooh. All right. Yeah. I get an Aladdin Sane vibe from David Bowie, but they never credit him. Yeah, I also get like a Rainbow Bright and Care Bears look. <laughs> and that uh, New Order video. Now, this is a guy named Paul. He's a poet. He has a little tiny bit of fame. And he's ruining his life by taking heroin, at least in the opinion of his girlfriend there, Catherine. Who's watching. Um, who's like talking him down the whole time. But in the end, I don't know. The guy does what he wants. Oh, don't shoot that heroin. Ah, uh, you shot the heroin. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't shoot it. Oh, okay, good. We're on our way. So was this like um, a rebellious? He was, this, he was in this other film, right? It's called yeah. Mother's Day, 1980. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a Hollywood film. So I looked it up. It's this horror film, right? This demented mother has two sons. And she's like, go out, go out and bring some girl here. And like, you know, it was horror. You know, rape her and then kill her. I've so seen it. a demented mother. You have? I think so, Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, I'm so proud of you, boys. Like, uh, yeah, I guess. Really messed yeah. up. I saw the trailer. Nice. Good research. How to make you watch Mother's <laughs> Day. This Mother Day. I dismember Mama. Hee <laughs> hee. So that's this actor's career. Liquid Sky and a terrible, terrible Mother's Day. But wow. the girlfriend, Catherine... She was in some movie called The Riverbed in 86. That's no big deal. But she was on Love of Life. Uh, so the soap opera? For a full year. So she had some street cred. You mean until uh, the PA said, what's that junkie doing on set? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Is he with you? I thought he was with so you. He's like, pull this for me if you love me. So she does <sighs> after she said all that Stuff. Well, he she does love then him. What? Look, he's gonna shoot. Wow, good. I didn't want to see that. What'd you try to do? That cost me ten, twenty-five cents in nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> Don't you realize this quarter is nineteen eighty-two money? <laughs> is that why they're like rebellious? Because everyone was doing coke back then, and they're like, "No way, man. We don't need no powder, sky." Coke is throughout the whole thing. So is heroin. And that's it. Nobody even smokes a bone. What? Nobody smokes a bone? This movie is very rapey, Mike. You picked a really, really rapey movie, by the way. Well, it was an arts house movie. I didn't, I didn't realize. I saw this movie, but I, didn't, I never made it through. Teenage Mike now never this, made it through this movie. That's smart. Now, this episode will be like all others. It will have a rape connection, a Star Trek connection. Uh, you'll inform me of a movie. It'll end up on my Netflix queue. Now, I'll uh, feel something you say for the open mic, the next open mic. And lastly, <laughs> You're me. We, will, we, will, we will invoke that ancient book, Hollywood Dogs That Drink. Oh, I was just reading that ancient book. That's some of the highlights. Yeah, and that's our show. All right, we're done. Happy Easter. You, so what's the Star Trek connection in this movie? The costumes? Mm, there is none. 
I guess there are aliens. I don't know. It's more like Star Trek, Marks. <laughs> hey, I'm on the needle's edge. That that joke really works. That really that works. That's a total work. <laughs> That's from my comedy you know, album, Mike Spiegelman, Total Work. Hey There by Mike Spiegelman. Put the needle on the record, put it on my arm. Or wow! <laughs> <laughs> but wang don't you hate it when they play put a needle on a record and you're like well that's a waste of a needle yeah right yeah. oh the juice is getting all over it <laughs> the juice sure the liquid sky is all over the vinyl don't you hate that no I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> clearly it's skipping now there is a big epidemic heroin uh, in San Francisco and I, actually I would say across the country so just, you know fuck you it's not just this city yeah. Yeah. So what's happening now is, is like, once again, Jimmy's like, give me heroin, I'll pay you tomorrow. Of course, you don't know what he sounds like. And Adrian's like, to you, buddy. <laughs> so then Margaret's like, I want Coke. I want Coke. And she's like, there's this yuppie out on there. He's giving Coke to all the girls. Great. So that's this yuppie here who's ended up at um, her apartment because he promised Coke. Now he's, like, trying to force quaaludes on her. Wow, this is a good year. And she's refusing. And he's saying, like, my dad's in show business. He could get you in, you know. Like, he's giving him any line to sleep with her. Right, well, he put the the quaaludes on her legs and started rubbing her legs. Now, once again, this movie will do the dumbest thing in the world. It'll cut back between another set a scene and that will be a plane landing and you have no idea that it contains a scientist who knows all about the aliens i was gonna say what was the relationship to aliens does this plane have oh here's the plane thank you for flying twa which existed back in 82 we apologize for the movie and uh, it was not appropriate for children or fans of performance art <laughs> Bing. Bing. that movie thank well, you le- for flying pan am pan am well, that's the thing. Like, the movie, uh, yeah. Say your good, good news, bad news. The pilot comes on the overhead. Uh huh. It says good news and bad news. Uh huh. You don't remember it? No. The the good news is that we're gonna crash. Uh, no, no. Bad news is we're gonna crash. The good news, the in-flight movie is Liquid Sky. <laughs> so you don't have to you worry about say missing it's a it. Different in-flight movie, like Mr. Saturday Night or something. <laughs> what is it you say? I was setting you up. I've been hearing our show a lot because I'm putting it on YouTube, and you've, more than once you've said, I have good news and bad news. Good news is we'll be 10 minutes early. The bad news is the in-flight movie is. <laughs> right. And you dropped this bomb. What is it? I don't know. It could be anything. Okay. You see the aliens are taking note of what's going on, and they're about to learn something very, very important, that if a person has an orgasm, the endorphins are much, much better. Well, first he's smacking the, the shit out of her. <laughs> Big fucking horse. Yeah, did you oh. turned up the volume at the perfect time? Yeah, right. Uh oh, here's the heartbeat again. Oh, yeah, I said that because there was no synthesizer music, but here it is. Oh, right. You don't mind watching the rape scene, but it's that synthesizer music. You gotta turn it down. Now, we will see multiple rapes, Mike, so... All right. But, but they always get their just desserts. And Vincent will fare no better. 
He's giving her what? I don't know. It's more downers. She, she wants uppers. She wants coke, but she can't have it. <laughs> oh, he's shoving downers down her throat. Swallow it. Just swallow that. Swallow it. Oh, son of a bitch. By the way, um, during the video rehearsals, they did many, many video rehearsals, and they were long and intensive. They were like doing a play, you know? Oh, so he was smacking her several times. Yes, but she actually would bite him on the inside of his, uh, I don't know what you call that part of your arm. It's like, <laughs> it's like what your calf would be. She would bite him so that he'd get a more aggressive. Huh. Because he was like too nice, and the director like, what is this? No, hit the woman. Rest <laughs> up. At least the synthesizer player. Like not resisting right now. I think the synthesizer player in the room should stop playing music and just stop this. <laughs> Don't shoot me, I'm just a piano player. Yeah. Extensive videotape rehearsals were done uh, before this movie were, was filmed. And they would, after they would do it, they'd go have dinner and oh, they'd come back and review the whole place. tape. Shit. Just for the these fights here. For all the scenes. Wow. I'm surprised they didn't release it as a video. I, I think it would have been fine. Well, it premiered at a film festival. They were very serious. Uh, they spent half a million dollars on it. Oh, well, I mean, this is actual film. I mean, oh, here he is. He's getting at her in the hallway. Blech. Well, now we're going to have the actual race. And we don't really see it as much as we... No, it's happening. Okay, we don't know it, but that's a German scientist who's landed at JFK. <laughs> and he takes a cab. Where you want to go, mister? Ah, oh, the sights and sounds of New York City. <laughs> You're LaGuardia. You know we're near New York City. What? Uh-huh. Wow. Where are you going? Disneyland. Wow, look at that. In two seconds, he's at the hotel. Yeah, and he didn't even pay the guy. He just closed the door. They never do in movies. No, they, they they have like this magic money that pops out of their wallet, and they just which goes from their fingers, from the wallet to the fingers to the to the cab door window. You know what I mean? Like they get out, yes, and they're like, "Here and you go, buddy." They never don't say, "Keep the change." Yeah, or if they do, it's like, "Man, thanks, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> Usually, when I'm in a cab and I have cash, I'm like, uh, "Well, I I like cabs, but I like paying in <laughs> cash." Better than Lyft and Uber. Yeah, look at this. What a view of New York City and her Vaseline. Now, what might freak people out is, oh, there's the alien craft, by the way, next to the liquors, liquor bottles. Nobody notices it. Nobody notices it. Um, what people might be surprised to find out is you could afford, um, you could afford to live in Manhattan in 82. And I lived there in 88, 89. You yeah. could afford it. Well, remember that uh, that candidate for New York City, the rent is too damn high guy? Uh, no, but he, go ahead. Well, back in 82, he was, look at these rent prices. They're good, but I'm a little cautious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go so escalate. the German scientist is at the top of the Empire State Building. Right, fucking tourist. And he is looking for the alien. Oh, yeah, and maybe uh, an original raise while he's at it? Look what she's doing, man. She's smoking... She's popping... Heroin? 
I don't know. It's probably pot. I would pot. doubt it. She's not a heroin person. It's pot. It's a little shout out. But that smoke wasn't pot. It was like opium smoke. Oh, that's cool. I have heard. I have been told. I've, I've seen on the internet. I'm so okay, so yeah. now Paul, um, Paul is trying to chatter up I'm always because Margaret's not interested in her. So he's there to buy heroin. Homosexual, heterosexual, and the space is never explained. It's in their apartment, and Adrian's really into it, but it's never explained why. And it has all this cool art in it. Adrian has the kind of face that, as an old woman, would still age great. Yeah. Because it's like... She's got a jaw, and she's got dimpled chin and sunken cheeks, high cheekbones. Yeah, right. She's, an, a- she's, she's, an, she's an Aryan. Why did you just say it flat out? <laughs> <laughs> no, with her brown eyes. And oh, right, yeah. Oh, throwing it down. But she's got that cool short hair. So it's like Paul's like, come on, come on, come on. And Margaret's like, resist, resist, resist. She's not resisting. So he's, she has now made her sale, and he's like, can I borrow your works? And Margaret's like, get out of our apartment. And Adrian's like, shut up, Margaret. It's cool. <laughs> she's very pretty. She's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Margaret is an uptight wasp cunt from Connecticut. Yeah, Sarah not Margaret. New Jersey. But she's actually from New Jersey, right? Uh, Adrian, who's talking, is from New Jersey. Margaret, oh. Margaret's character... Is from Connecticut. Uh, ...is from Connecticut. The worst the part of the tri-state con- area. Well, it thinks it's New England. <laughs> uh, well, that's what New England says, is this, thinks it's tri-state. <laughs> you tri-state trash, Connecticut. How did Connecticut get to be part of New England and the tri-state? I don't get it. Because we both claim Connecticut, New England. Well, that's not really true. New Eng- Connecticut is like, I'm New England. And what? Jersey's like, yeah, Jersey. Yeah, you're, you're Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're calling you Philadelphia's trying to give New Jersey a call. We are, we're cool, man. We don't need your call. We got Connecticut. Princeton, New Jersey is more New England than you, Connecticut. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Connecticut's just like, that's hurtful. So there he is. He's able to look from the observation deck of the Empire State Building after flying in from Germany. Yeah. How does he know all this information? Oh, here you go. He's going to shoot the arm. Here you go. Don't shoot. Oh, yeah. The camera moves away. Sounds like a Zamboni out of control. Oh, you do see the needle. Yeah. Okay, so the aliens see it too. and They, they see know the about blood go in there. Now look, they're about to get the whammy jammy. See the balls growing? From the heroin shot? That's the orgasm yeah. ball. It's Yeah. It's the endorphin ball, I don't know. Oh, you're right, endorphin ball. They're collecting it, and it's going to them. So the aliens are like, we got to follow these guys. They look like winners to us. Mm-hmm. Listen, winners don't do drugs, okay? 
that's what Nancy Reagan always said. That's what William Sesson says. By the way, this uh, the apartment that they're filming in is actually Margaret, the, the actress's apartment. <laughs> that, didn't they pay the $20 rent for her while they were shooting? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, her name is Anne Carlyle, and she's the most impressive person in this film. Now, she co-wrote that movie, too. I think she's a producer in it. So yes. She definitely had her she, way in this. She was with them. Well, I'll interrupt myself and tell you later, because once again, the director's going to cut us between two meetings. It's Jimmy and his mother, and it is the German doctor and Owen, his connection in the United States. And lastly... We're at a cafe with Adrian and Margaret. It's the dumbest way to make a film, but well, we need to it. we need to cut in more scenes. One of the next scene will be Carl and a chicken he's been trying to chase around the field, <laughs> and then it'll be... one time I made a, a film in in college, and the director told me don't intercut your scenes like this. And I went home and I looked at my footage and I was like, I think he's wrong. And I just <laughs> handed in my film the way I had it. And he was like, F. Oh, wow. But he was right. And yeah. I deserved the F. Uh, <laughs> Carl. See, this is old Carl revisiting young Carl. <laughs> I was yeah. headstrong. I should have listened. <laughs> he was trying to teach me. If I could just talk to myself. Carl. Sit myself down. If I make a time machine, do I have to kill Hitler? Isn't it just impressive that I made a time <laughs> machine? I, I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> right? I just want to be able to time machine. I just want to. I want to observe. Yeah, look, I want to do what my movie was about. Yeah, what's your movie? What was your movie about? <laughs> uh, it's 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 halfway. It's more than halfway written, but it's in the middle. And it's uh, a guy who's got a time machine and he wastes it on trying to get the Beatles back together. Oh yeah, that's what you did tell me. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> I tried doing a joke on stage and man, did it bomb! So we might as well talk over this movie. I said that I, I would only build a time machine for selfish reasons. You know, I go back in time uh, and I come back to present day and I pick up the New York Times and the headline will read. Batman, co-created by Bill Kane and Bill Finger. Yes, he got co-credit. I don't get the joke. It you know it was Bill Kane was the creator, but it was also another guy who came up with it. So you know it's like and he got say, screwed. Yeah, until recently, it's like with Stan. Maybe it would be funny if I say uh, the, the Amazing Spider-Man, created by Stanley and Steve Dicka. Uh, now, but the thing is, you said for personal reasons, so you got to explain that that's oh, important the, to you, because I thought you were going to say, I went back to my eighth grade, you know, contest and, or I, I hit that bully in his face, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, I went back in time for personal reasons, selfish reasons. In fact, I came back and I picked up the New York Times and the headline read, Mike Spiegelman not circumcised. <laughs> You're not cutting me. You know, some people going back in time to kill your parents while they're conceiving you. I show up during the bris. Don't do it. <laughs> Dad, you know we're Jewish, right? Yeah, but... Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, I'm sorry. I said it backwards. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it would be like, I spent my entire life as this. I'll go back in time and go, well, I wonder what it's like if I wasn't like this. I Listen, I got to interrupt. There's so much plot points that... Have yeah, I know. Oh, okay, so, so... Okay, first of all, the lunch between the mother and the kid, right? The mother's very loving. It doesn't make sense that Jimmy is so distant, but it has to do with him and being a model and being into heroin. He's changed. 
So she's like, why don't you come over? I'd love to know what you're doing stuff. And he's like, I need money, you know? So the German and Owen, the professor, the German is like, these aliens, they are. He just tells the whole thing that I've told you throughout. And Owen's like, gee, I'd like to help you, but I really don't give a shit. <laughs> He's like, but I don't know anybody here. You are my only connection. Listen, goes, I got a date. Oh, so call me. Oh, that's so funny. You go to New York. They're like, I don't know you. You should go back to Germany. Why'd you come to New York? And he's like, this is important. They're killing people. You'll see that they kill But they haven't killed anybody people. yet. Yeah, I know. But when they extract the orf- uh, endorphins from sex, the victim must be killed for some reason. Huh. And lastly, we were at a cafe with Margaret and Adrian. And Adrian is like, come away with me to Germany. I'm a big, big hit in Germany. Life will be different there. And Adrian's... And uh, Margaret... I forget. Margaret... I really forget her reaction, but it wasn't positive. And then she starts... Adrian starts relaying a story about her mother who is crazy and she got out of the insane asylum and then they took her to a restaurant with the balcony and then she lifted up her skirt and claimed to be Jesus Christ baptizing people and she peed all over the, the, uh, over the balcony? balcony onto the lower diner. Uh, the worst episode okay. of Blind Date. So that is our Liquid Sky film. That's what it's doing. Oh, that's Liquid Sky. You're from a woman in the second, on a balcony of a second-story restaurant. So that's your so Liquid Sky right there. So love this movie. They love this movie. And I appreciate what this guy did. But yeah. I do not love this movie. Well, this movie, you know, there was uh, cult movies, you, you could say, like The Holy Mountain, El Topo, uh Rocky Horror, all these films kind of establish these midnight showings where, you know, the John Waters films from the 80s, from the 70s. During the 70s, there was this kind of industry of showing midnight movies and then this idea of their cult movies. And then I feel like these movies pop up and they're like, we're cult movies. You don't have to make a cult out of it. We're already pre-made. We're pre-sold. And I know right. Already they're called a cult film, even though nobody's following. A cult has followers. Right. Went to a midnight movie. But I mean, this is a movie about uh, aliens that kill people having sex and heroin. You know, it's... you know what? This is movie is really about look at the nightlife in New York. That disco, by the way, is Petco today. <laughs> is it really? Um, yes. Um, this is the, the, the new, it isn't new wave. They made... The people made real clubs after what this movie looked like. This movie was successful. It made $1.7 million, like, almost right away. That's cool. It was cool. at the Waverly Theater uh, for four years. It was at the new theater on St. Mark's Place. I don't know how long, but people were into this film. So it was it a cult movie. It made Electro Clash. Yeah, so this was a cult movie then. But this, but see, outside the theaters, outside these New York establishments showing it for four years, the way the rest of America saw Liquid Sky was going to their mom-and-pop video store and going to yeah. the cult section, which had your traumas and your you know Rocky Horror, if, yeah. it, if it was on video cassette, and Liquid Sky. And basically, it just became kind of like Repo Man, Liquid Sky is shorthand for the video shelf, uh, cult section in the 80s video store. Like Makes any sense. any good video store would have Liquid Sky. 
back then. So, okay, we are now learning that Margaret was a former, I think, is he rolling a joint? Uh, uh, they really have joints in here, smoking. Sure. Oh, yeah, he is. Look, I'm very sorry about uh, marijuana. The squares smoke marijuana. But maybe he's smoking a cigarette. Maybe he's just rolling up a because you know, cigarettes were like seventy cents back then. That is pricey. Yeah. In '84 money. Uh, so okay, we're learning that Owen used to be Margaret's professor, and they definitely had a large, large affair, and. He's disappointed with what she's doing with her life. And she's like, I'm a fashion model. I have a career. Uh, you know, I'm, and he's like, yes, but you're polluting it with drugs. And all those men at the club, they just want to sleep with you. And he's she's like, everyone at the club is gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, listen to the dialogue if you want. It's just all right. blah, 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 back and forth. Hooper's at least independent. I'm nobody's victim. It's only fair that I warn them this pussy has teeth. All right, you sold me. Yeah, Damn. he's saying, like, you look like a hooker. She goes, at least the hooker You're my best. It's like that the whole I thing. I invest a lot of time in you. They worked hard on this film, and what this is the result, that they thought it was great. Yeah. So why do we just see the alien? There's no sex. There's no nothing. The alien is just monitoring. Aren't they on top of the building? Yeah. He Owen is over her house, and they're on her roof. Yeah. Wow. She's dressed like that for the rooftop? That is fashionable. <laughs> and I, again, you should be watching this movie with us, but if by chance you turn your head... No, you're not. Don't tell him. All right. I won't tell you. Go you have home. to watch... Jimmy's mother comes home and finds this strange person, and that does not bother Jimmy's mother at all. As a matter of fact, she takes a liking to him and invites him upstairs for dinner. Is this the yuppie? This is the German scientist. Oh, right. Like, the problem is he can't go to the Empire State Building at night, but something's going to go down. They're going to start killing people, so he needs to observe the building. So he's trying, he's like, what side of the building is your apartment on? She's like, are you the fire inspector? And he goes, no, I'm the astrophysicist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here because like, aliens. Oh, all right, but you're not the... Well, she thinks it's just a ploy to sleep with her. And then she gets very upset later when she finds out this shit's for real. I'm not getting laid. Oh, right. This whole talk of aliens is actual real. You really believe it? Yeah. And, like, they're about to do it. And, like, he gets up and leaves and says, they'll engrave danger. You know? And she's, like, got blue balls. She's got to grow a <laughs> pair, but she's got blue balls. No, she really got blue balls after that. It just, just came down upon her. Oh, uh, no, she doesn't die. <laughs> Look at this. He's getting dressed on the rooftop. I don't think it's a lot insane her makeup. I think it's more of like our kids started drawing and got bored and walked away. Mm. It looks good, though. This uh, spent 28 weeks on Variety's top-grossing films box office charts and was the longest-running title for it in the year of 1983. Wow. So this is a bona fide cult film. It won. and yeah. it, it, it. Okay, so let's talk about cult films. There isn't, especially back in the day, if they spend a half a million dollars, you have a serious budget. And that means part of that budget was lobbying these film festivals, you know. And 
there wasn't much competition. I mean, you had your $8,000 indie films. They got nowhere near a film festival. You see what I'm saying? So right. this debuted at Montreal Film Festival, August 82, and it won First Jury Award. Sydney Film Festival, Cartagena Film Festival, Brussels International Film Festival, Cinemala. Ah, stop now. But the point is, they did the circuit so that every local place they were at, it was in local theaters, and they made their money. Oh, that's that's good. I mean, what were they competing in 82? It was like Tron and uh No, see, Tron was a Hollywood film. Oh, right. An indie film was really quite, one that had a serious budget. It was really quite rare. Now, in 80, let's see, so I would say 15 times, a half a million dollars back then today would be worth 3.5, let's say. So it was a budget. Now we're back. We're back at the mom's house, and she's like, "Oh, I'm calling the sexy alien people. Calling the triple X files." She's calling Chinese takeout. Quite frankly, seriously, she's calling Chinese takeout. She's not going through DoorDash. She's actually just calling the restaurant, and they deliver Mm -hmm. it. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. But what about DoorDash? Um, Yeah. Well, um, someone was waiting for way too long. Said, "You know what? I ought to invent." I just maybe I'll call. Maybe they could just bicycle it over. Oh, look at this! Is, yeah, see, Margaret's really complex and deep, and this film doesn't deserve her. It's she's too good an actress. Her, her character's too good for this film. Now, does she survive? Is she a finals girl? Is she in the final of the movie? She, uh, yeah, she survives. So she is. She does come from this Connecticut background, and she was on her way to be Miss Normal, and that's when she like freaked out and went to New York. So it's like. She's a fiercely independent woman. All these people want a piece of her, and she doesn't give it. But at the same time, it doesn't... How do I explain this? Her internal issues are very real, but it doesn't necessarily control her, because she's a grown-up. It's ultimately about her decision not to let anybody dictate how she should act. Is she she shooting heroin? No, No, she's not. And does he have sex? Oh, yeah. She right. had sex and she never... Okay, oh, there we go. Right now what she's doing is she's letting the professor do it out of a sympathy for him. She huh. doesn't really want it. And you can see it. She, she knows... Oh, now look oh, what happens. He got the whammy jammy. Whammy jammy there. He's coming. The endorphins are coming out Ooh. and that's going to take away a part of his brain he needs. Ooh. Ah. It takes you to and make this- it feel so right. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> ah. It takes two to make it as sight. So there, ah. there will be this weird crystal in his head. Look, see the crystal? It's sticking out of his head. Like yeah. Like, like he got stabbed. It looks like he's horny. <laughs> horny. You have a director cut away. It's not the right time to cut away. Yeah, right. She sees a, a spike in the guy's head. She's just fucked. And they cut to the editor. So, so yeah. he points at the picture of a UFO and he goes, You know about the aliens? And she goes, what? Now, what are you talking about? Uh-oh. This guy is like a reverse unicorn. Ew, she's pulling it right out of his head. Out of, a, out of a wig. You see the guy's now head, the, and then they cut to a mop with a thing in it. Oh! It disappeared. That is uh, pretty crazy. 
I think so I'm going to see right this movie now, next week. just experienced for the first time. I had sex with a man. He died. There was a crystal in his head, and it disappears. That's what she's going to tell the cops? No. Surprisingly, she doesn't think anything of it. Huh. Yeah. And when the body just poofs away, she doesn't have to clean up anything. Oh, yeah. And it's his place, right? No, it's her place. Mm-hmm. And there's no blood? That's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, nice. By the way, a couple years, not a couple, more than a couple years later, uh, this Anne Carlyle wrote a novel based on the film. It, it was came out in 87, and it sold. I had no idea. That's pretty cool. Yeah, now the thing is, we don't know if she's a good writer or if it was the cult of this film, but she's a halfway impressive person. Well, you know, she'd be like, screw you! Her novel has had a lot of typos. In fact, the original draft was Liquid Paper Sky. (laughs) 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 She used a lot of liquid paper. Yeah. Um, So, she was in um, Crocodile Dundee in 86. So there's this theme. Really? Yeah. So Crocodile Dundee is taken with this woman in a bar named Gwendolyn. And then the cab driver's like, I was trying to tell you, mate. Oops, I'm doing uh, Crocodile. Anyway, he's a New York cab. He says, look, that's a dude. That's a dude. And so Crocodile D grabs her, but it's his crotch. And it's like, that's a guy. Oh, really? She played? She played. She's a woman, but she played a, a guy. Okay. Being a transvestite. Huh. She was in Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, that makes sense. That movie is just basically this movie, but a little more cleaned up. <laughs> um, she was on an episode of Miami Vice. We'll she was in a film called Perfect Strangers. I like Perfect Strangers. also starred this German guy. Well, she was in The Suicide Club. Huh, Suicide Club. See, I keep seeing Madonna when I see this movie, too. Like, the, the bra fashion, and like you could kind of see like maybe she got it from this New York scene. Yeah. I mean, Madonna really comes later, and. This is pre Madonna. Soaking off of anything in the. (laughs) Okay, by the way, right now, Adrian wants to have sex with Dead Owens. And you fought that every day you lived. You lied. Died. She's weird. You lied. She loves that that heartbeat. that's her song she wrote, and she's singing it to a dead guy. It's all about. <laughs> I wouldn't say that song is bad, but the dead guy left. Now, <laughs> now they're they're using a telescope, his telescope, to look into their apartment over there. Oh, and, like that episode of Friends. I guess, and of course, Margaret is not her son Jimmy, so you know. She's gonna now be they're like, fighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's hear. You Jimmy-looking motherfucker. You don't like it, baby. You don't have to watch. Yeah, I don't like, like you I'm fucking with a dead guy. It. Right. So they get so angry, such a fight, that a knife is wielded. Well, she's squatting on top of the face of the dead guy. So I, I think a knife would be warranted at this point. <laughs> Get your fucking crotch off the dead guy. <laughs> you really respect the dead, Mike. Wow. No, I understand. Like, if you're dead, your tongue kind of bloats out. But that's still no reason. 
Yeah, you don't want to fuck a dead guy. You know, by the way, rigor mortis doesn't work on the PP unless you were hard at the time. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not going to... So the only reason you would be hard when you die is if you're having sex. So, consider, oh, yeah. So maybe he, but since I never get but, hard during sex, that's never going to happen. But he dies during the squirt. He does? Well, they all do. It's the orgasm that gives the endorphin. And then you're just like, blah, spent, literally. Good night. You've been great, Cleveland. Good night. <laughs> Cleveland. Good night to the streets of Cleveland. You've been great. I'll be coming to you your really town. Rocked. You rocked, Duluth. Keep on rocking, Well, wow, there's that knife. I thought in New York City everyone carried a knife. Oh, big kick. I'm pretending I got kicked. But don't you think Madonna stole her look? No, I think Madonna was doing a look of the time. I really don't think. And that's the look of the time, the, the kind of bustier. Her hits, yeah. uh, New York. I mean, she was in a dance club scene. I mean, we don't even know if she saw this film. You know, Whatever happened to the dance clubs? One was a Petsco. Danceteria is now... Uh... Danceteria, yeah. Yeah. They used to advertise in the Village Voice, and that was my only window into it. There was... I went to Studio 54, like, so late that it wasn't a hip place anymore. I just wanted to say I w- had done it. Right. And I never went to Danceteria, because I, I just decided I didn't care. I might have gone... I went to the... There was a chapel in New York City, right? There where they had a club, and then it became... Yeah, I went there. Yeah. That was Limelight. Limelight, Yeah. And then um, that place was fun and everything, but once again, I got there after it was all over. The, right, you know, everybody knew about it, so it was just. Well, we're we're dating reason. ourselves as teenagers in New Jersey from the '80s, so we would go to New York City to dance clubs and shit like that and drink illegally, you know. But would you go to the Loop Lounge in Jersey? I went to a couple. That was another place. I went to a couple of clubs in Long Island. There was one, you know, there was Long Island Radio LIR. Yeah, L.I.R. And they would play the alternative new wave music. There's a documentary mm-hmm. about the station that that came out, and it was influential. And we would listen to it all staticky because it was. So oh far right, because it was it, you could barely get it in New Jersey, but you would try. Yeah, staticky. And the advertisements were always Paris, New York, Paris, New York. Ooh, ooh, ooh I love you. I know. And come down to Paris, New York nightclub in Long Island. And I went. (laughs) (laughs) I went. They sold you. They sold you. Yeah, it was like a DJ slave. It was a country western bar, basically, where they would just play Depeche Mode. I swear to God, this happened in my life. We're in the parking lot of of a Long Island club. And someone runs out, and they're like, they're playing the new Depeche Mode. And we go in there, and it's Route 66. (laughs) Some awful cover. Jesus. Jesus. Okay, so they put the body in this foil and put it in a box. I don't know what's going on. See, we missed it. Yeah. Like he's like, why are we fighting? We love each other. And Adrian's like, yeah, I guess. You got you. yeah right like after she shoved her fa- or uh, sat on the guy's dead body's face he's like you know what let's it's time now that I got my rocks off with this dead body I, we should bury it. excuse yeah, me so uh, I don't know what 
the bodies like disappear and this one doesn't at first or something. You see how we keep cutting back from scenes? Yeah, does that also. So, okay, so Jimmy's mother and the scientists see what this freak show is happening, you know, that they're fighting with knives, there's a dead body, they're wrapping, they can sort of see everything through the telescope. And, um, okay, FYI, right now we're having like a, as, as mushy as Adrian's ever going to get. Do you think they're really uh, on a rooftop? You want. Yeah, they are. Well, cause you it seen, is really Margaret's apartment. Berlin, You've seen the movie The Room, right? The famous bad movie? I saw the movie about it. I disaster. never saw the movie. So the disaster artist kind of brings up the point. It's a San Francisco located movie, but there's a scene where they're on the rooftop and the exterior looks nothing like San Francisco. And the reason and they show it in Disaster Artist is they shot it indoors and put blue screen in the background. Oh. So the rooftop that was guy a set. Had money according to that movie. Yeah. You know, that movie reminds me of every bad movie podcast I listen to, ours included, right? You have a mm-hmm. bunch of hip Hollywood comedians talk about, oh, I love this movie. That's the start of the disaster artist. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm this hip L.A. comic. And the, the room is <laughs> so bad, like it's it. good. Yeah. And then the story itself about the friendship is, is the core of the story. But it's kind of like yeah. belittled into like... Well, what does a bad movie podcast does? Well, we quote the lines. Okay, let's quote the lines. You know, we, yeah, we right. talk about so the history the... of. <laughs> and there it is. I it's like the in the end when the guy got up and he said, oh, you are all laughing just as I intended. He's still it was... trying to save faith. Yeah, but that's a true story. He actually, you know, he turned around and said, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he does, you know, he, uh, Tommy Wiseau would do QAs before the screening. It was his it was his brother, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Franco. Right, yeah, that's right. Fra- uh, Dave Franco played uh, the actor, and then James Franco played uh, the director. You know, you see him and you say, oh, you're only here because of your brother. But I don't know, he does a good job. No, he's, he's a good actor. He was in a movie yeah, called uh, Unfinished Business with uh, uh-huh. Vince Vaughn, and, and Dave Franco's bit is that he kind of lives through oh, his smile. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. funny. Um, it was, uh, he got fired, he competed with his old boss. Right, they, they go to some uh, convention where guys stand in, are in closets with their dick hanging out of a hole. It was like a reverse <laughs> glory hole. Do you remember, um, there was something like, there's the ringer, and that's always the account that they only pretend to bring in and consider. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. I just thought it was very funny. It's like, wait a minute. We're not the ringer. We're the ringer? What is it called? <laughs> Do you remember the name of it? Is it uh, the ringer with Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> no. There was a plot point in the film in which they explained that always in a bid in which it's already been decided we're going with these guys, they have to make it look for corporate reasons and other reasons like they were considering other people. Oh, I see what you're saying. legitimately won the bid. Anyway, I'm digressing. Yeah. All right, so... Here's what's going on on screen. So, uh, yeah. This is Catherine. Okay. Okay. So Paul has got some fame, and he's a poet and an author, but he's all into heroin now. So... Catherine has thrown this party to, like, impress her friends and do well for her own career. You know, you get to meet my boyfriend, Paul. Oh, Paul, the the poet? And Paul's fucking it up for her right now by being on hair, coming down from heroin. It's like, I'm going to sleep. Screw the party. 
Yeah. No, honey, I want you to show up in this state and talk to my friends. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you won't say all right, but yeah. Now, what's not good about this film is, as if this was the thing, is this relationship has nothing to do with anything. Paul is, in the end, going to just be a victim, just be a person who gets the whammy jammy from the aliens. So why are we having all this backstory about him? He's not part of the plot. Huh. Well, you need to have a poet in your in your movie. Is this the kind of thing I'll say in my movie reviews? Oh, I would just like, you research this movie, you've seen it two or three times, you have an opinion about it. Just what, the world wants to know what Carl thinks. And I want your segment. All right, yeah, what Mike thinks. I don't know, this movie's still not winning me over, although I, I do like this New York City 1980s liquor store. Look at those bottles on the shelves. What's not fair to you is to say, what's your opinion, Mike? And you give it, because you just saw it once, and you didn't even hear the audio. Right. So you can't really give it a review. Yeah. Maybe well, it's I w- not fair to do that. Well, I mean, I would watch the movie. That's asking a lot of you, because I'm going to do many. <laughs> I mean, every one we've done, I'm going to try to do. So yeah, I would watch it. Watch a I lot would of watch films. it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm down. Look at this, they're having a little talk in the liquor store. Oh, well, okay, so we missed it. Margaret was, sorry, uh, Jimmy's mom, I think her name's Sylvia, was getting all hot and heavy with this guy. Right. And this guy's like, I must go to the liquor store and warn them. You know, and she's like, but I'm hot and bothered. <laughs> so he leaves and meets Adrian at the liquor store, and he's saying, like, you're in grave danger. And she thinks he's a narc or something. Oh, right. So she's going to flush her shit down the toilet. Right. She goes, get off my back, copper. And she's like, what is this copper you speak of? You know what I mean? And Uh so she basically doesn't heed his warning. She really didn't even hear it. She thought he meant like, if you pay me graft, I'll let you know when the cops are coming or something. I don't know. She's like, I don't need you. He totally screws it up. And he was incompetent. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think this trip from Germany was nothing more than a tourist grab. Listen, I need funding for my uh, aliens going to kill t- t- uh, junkies. I need to go one one way ticket to New York City. Uh, That's what he typed up in his grant for his. Yeah, uh, I must look oh. from the observatory deck of the Empire State Building, the State uh, Statue of Liberty, and the Freedom Tower. Oh, speaking of which, Mike, I will do something very similar. I will soak off my company, and I will go to a meeting in Walnut Creek, California. And at that time, you and me will say hello again. And maybe I can do a show. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Hey, Walnut Creek in San Francisco, that's a stone's throw. That's no problem. That's not, that's not milking off the company. You have plenty well, of time to get is, back to work. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm not milk. What I mean is they're sending me there, so I will, I mean... I wanted to go visit you. I even wanted to do it for that March 3rd thing. Right. And I contemplated it. It was about 455 bucks, and it was just going to make me kind of light for the month, so I didn't do it. No, no, but it was fine. When we, did, when we did that live show on that date, uh, I, you were terrific on it, and everyone heard you well, and uh, it sounds yeah. great on the podcast. So it would have been a waste. I made such a big deal to pre-test, and we didn't even have to do an adjustment. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of the Skype in which you must pretest, and huh. 
I don't know. I was kind of mixing two things and being a little overzealous. Well, we should still uh, apply to other podcast festivals. So, uh, okay, this is getting rapey again. You're right. I'm a whore. I like down, and you fuck me, see? Because it doesn't matter to me because you don't exist. You're nothing. You're nobody. You just don't exist. You're just a fly. Even when she's going to be raped, she makes it her decision. Oh, I see. This character's too complex for this film. Nobody else has her depth. Yeah. Well, who are the characters in this movie? You got the, the one person playing two different people, and then one yeah. of the moms, and then, then the doctor. Then you have Adrian. Adrian. Right. Paul. And you have the Chinese food delivery guy. Yes. Where, where is he? He's been 40 minutes. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Thank Sylvia God. The, the mother of uh, Jimmy. Are you studying stars, Miss Sylvia? And then you have the exactly. Man. I think you've run out of characters now. Thank you. There's also a photographer. Um, there's a crew of people. We kind of miss them. They were in the dressing room. They'll be back later in a much bigger part. When is Deborah Harry showing up? Oh, my God. Hopefully never, my God. Should I do my story again? Oh, your Deborah Harry story when you were rude to Deborah Harry? <laughs> Deborah Harry changed my outlook on dealing with celebrities. For yeah, tell the ever. story. Tell the story. So, well, I mean, I'll just tell the thing. It's not really a story. I was walking on uh, 29th and 7th or something like that, in between 6th and 7th, and here comes Deborah Harry walking towards me. And I said, hey, I know you. And she goes, <laughs> And so I kept walking forward. And she walked forward and went on with her life. But I walked forward and was like, so hurt. I didn't mean any, I didn't mean to bother you. I was just saying, I did that to Robin Williams. He screamed back across the street. Thank you. I, I mean, I had done that to Dom DeLuise. Uh -huh. I just say hello. But she made me, see, you know, I started seeing it from her side. A million people come up to her. You know what I mean? Right. It must be such a pain in the ass after some point. So I was like, that day, the next time I saw a celebrity, I just left them alone. <laughs> he said, uh, good evening, Mr. Philbus. Uh, 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 <laughs> I didn't uh, do anything. Even as a, like, truck messenger, I, I, I met my, I, I delivered a package to Miles Davis. I yeah. delivered a package to this guy who was in the movie You Need to See, the Outlaw Josie Wales. Uh -huh. I didn't say anything to them. I just signed here, sir. Uh, have, have a nice day, Mr. Uh, Martin Short. Let me tell you something about Miles Davis. He okay. answered the door himself in his hotel room, and he was playing the trumpet at the time. I mean, the man was just joined at the lips. Okay, German scientists come back. How did it go? She did not listen to me. And she's <laughs> like, you're, you're Chinese food. I mean, she's just happy to see him again. She thought... Oh, you came back. You brought food and cock. He, he brought wine and oh, cock. And cock. He what we find out by the end of the film is this guy was never going to sleep with her. He just needed to observe the alien. So he was saying whatever she wanted to hear. Wow, this is a depressing movie. He kind of reminds me mm -hmm. of the, the scientist from the Simpsons episode, The Monorail. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know it. Uh, well, he goes like, uh, Homer, there's a I have a scientist on the phone. And Homer says, Batman? <laughs> what? No, not Batman. And Homer says, Batman was a scientist. <laughs> he was not. He was not. Homer's You're right. He was just a rich boy. 
But they, they show up too late and the German scientist says, ah, we shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. I don't get it. I'll have to see it. Yeah, you'll have to see now, it. This, this German scientist was in Perfect Strangers, 84, and I think he was there because uh, Anne Carlyle, you know, the one playing Margaret, was there. Now, this and, is the movie Perfect Strangers and not the sitcom. Correct. 1989 movie. And uh, not, yeah, not Latka or whatever. It wasn't Latka. What was it? <laughs> Latka? Yeah, what was his name? It was Balki. Balki. Balki, not Latka. I think that Eddie Murphy movie made him. Uh, uh, I could have it wrong, but um, Beverly Hills Cop, when he was the curator. Not yeah, curator, no, right. He was a uh, art dealer. Yeah, he was an art dealer. He was like the barista there, and then he sold guns in the third movie. Uh, yeah, in the, you know what I didn't like? In the first movie, he just meets him and says, this is Akmel Foley, or get, get the fuck out of here. Remember that line? Yeah. And But the thing is, that line became a big hit. So when this guy, Balki, saw him again in the second or third movie, whatever you had said, he overly, he acts as if he's seeing an old friend he hasn't seen for years. They both do. It doesn't right. make sense in the reality of their movie, it makes sense in the outside world where he became a big hit. Well, he worked in a, he, he was basically, he worked at this gallery that some drug dealer was running, right? Or no, he was like a cafe guy. But, it was a fr- no, it was her, his friend, his local friend, the yeah. woman who helped the, him with the mystery. Yeah. So she, uh, he, but then the third movie, Balki is in there and he, they're at a gun expo and he's like showing this giant gun to him. as like a one scene. Yeah, it was, the joke was he was still the art guy and right. just stealing with AK-47. So they're anyway, having dinner? I interrupted myself. The movie, what's that? Yeah, so during, right now in Liquid Sky, they're having a nice liquid dinner. Half of the their scene together was like, you're having Chinese food with me, and I don't eat shrimp cold. And, and when he walked away, you know. I don't know. He was also in uh, a film called The Package in 89, which I think is a Hollywood film. I'm not even sure. What's it called? The Package? Yeah. The Package in 89. Huh. Sylvia's name is Susan Dokus. She was uh, in Slow Dancing in the Big City in 78, Blood Rage in 80. Which was all the rage. Which was, right? Right. And in 2004, she was the narrator of a documentary called Stalin's Wife. Huh. What about the director, Carl? Carl, I'm um, sorry. What I about think, the director? Well, okay. The director was an Israeli who did um, a lot of documentaries. And he came to New York in, in 76. And he saw this scene. And he just thought that he had to do something with him. Now, he wasn't like a work alone kind of guy at all. I mean, he had a team. And they were all into it. And they all wanted to do the movie. He did a lot of hard back work on this. Um, he was a, um, yeah, he had a yeah. successful career as a documentary and TV filmmaker in the USSR. Uh, I guess that's the backstory that I have on him. So I did he see an interview with him, but it's DVD extras, so they just don't show it on YouTube. Right. Yeah, I got you. You have to actually get the DVD to see that. He was, he wrote part of this music, which I don't know. He also brought this John gem. John Carpenter, he's not. No. He brought this gem with him, this Yuri, 
uh, he's a cinematographer, a Russian immigrant, Yuri Nyman. And he was a special effects expert, apparently. And he had a small core of Russian production, like a team from Soviet Union. Um, there were... That's it. Everyone else was American. So one of the big things that the the um, director did was bring a halfway decent cinematographer. And I don't think it's the best film visually, but come on. I mean... It's interesting, I guess. You can see everything, and it has a look and a feel. Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate this movie. I just don't like it. I, I think they did a good job, and it was very influential, and it was successful. See, this is what you would say on your little mini-podcast. You'll say, this is Carl. We just sat through... Uh, movie review. Yeah, I respect it, but I didn't like it. And that's Carl. <laughs> right? You got an opinion. <laughs> and then the other half of your podcast will be us talking about what to do on this podcast okay make no mistake about it Mike this movie review will just be to draw people to our podcast only Well, I, I will review the movie but in the context of L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T well I wrote a song you want to hear it? oh yeah <sighs> me <laughs> M I L W L F M O Y T box. Is that the L D R thing you wanted? Oh, that's their thing. <laughs> Aren't you jealous? Aren't you, know, you I, jealous, I'm man? The film. I'm not talking about the film. What's going on and stuff? Yeah, tell me what's going on. They're in the nightclub. <laughs> There's going to be a big. Um, yeah, they're getting ready for a serious photo shoot that will go in a magazine, and these models are just spoiled children. They don't know what they've got and how they're being taken care of. Like, Jimmy's like, I'll go if there's drugs. And the guy's like, <laughs> anything you want. Goes, oh, good, yeah. Uh, I'll think about it then. And what then Margaret goes, drugs? are you coming to the shoot tomorrow? And she's like, I'll decide that tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's like so bad. <laughs> They own New York his City. His vanity and his cruelty, they mask like some sort of real sadness. It's like he lost a world or something. There's the sugar. Yep. He lost a world or something. Like his mother's very affectionate, and I don't know where the angst comes from. I think it's just drugs. Look, this actress, Carlisle, she, this, she's better than this film. She posed in Playboy in 84. Okay. Uh, in Miami in 2007, she was a practicing psychotherapist. <laughs> uh, she directed a music video for this rock band, Malaria. Uh, she wrote that novel. Yeah. And she's snorting coke. And she is snorting sugar. But like I said, she was in Crocodile and Dundee. She was in Desperately Seeking Susan. She was in Suicide Club. She was in TV, Miami Vice. Okay, these are shots of her in Connecticut. And it's not really Connecticut, but it really is her as a younger, normal person. Right. I mean, I know there's like equestrian ranches in Connecticut, but... Oh, bullseye. Uh, is that your long face? Now, the thing is that the she co-wrote this story. So the stuff about her being a person who's... You know what I mean? Like, she got her character right, and she got her backstory right. Maybe it's really her backstory. I have to tell you, this scene right now where they're doing lines of coke off the uh, dartboard, I, that yeah. photo is in every picture when it comes to talking about it. The first time oh. I read about this movie was in Heavy Metal Magazine, back when they had an arts and leisure section to I it. I remember that. <laughs> it does, yeah. Really? 
It was. I was an editor. They had a crossword. Yeah, they had a crossword. They had the. They had horoscope. They had uh, easy, easy, accessible daily comics. You read. You read heavy metal, and you go, "Whoa, man! Look at those tits!" And then you get to the comic sections, you're like, "Ah, Dagwood." No, but like you would be lured by the tits, but just like Playboy, they would have real articles. Right, and they would. But at one point during the '80s, I guess '82, they were on top of it. They would be like, hey, have you heard of this guy named Pee Wee Herman? And you go, no. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, it, he's like the most mainstream thing in the world. And uh, they prob- Yeah, like they probably have the inside track on. There's an HBO special going to come out. It's going to start this. Right, HBO person. special. That's what he was known for back then. Yeah. Huh. Look at these guys, the little Jim Jarmusies. Now we see the photo shoot results. This is my ringtone. Yeah, in 87. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't have phones, did we? 87, no. We had CD players. But people like um, Wall Street had them. Yeah, you got those big old bunker ones. Well, you had your car phone. So you car got, phone, yeah. yeah. Size of a brick. Well, then you get the brick phone. My first phone is really quite a joke. My One X first phone it, it is is big. I mean, it looked small at the time. It was a. It wasn't a four G. It was a three F. It was a One X. There was <laughs> One X, two G, three G, four G, and now five G is halfway a myth. It's a real thing, but they they're working on it. Do you think the government <laughs> should interfere with the five G? I don't follow that stuff. I yeah. don't know. All right. The yeah. thing is, okay. There's frequencies, you see. 1X is just vocal. It's no problem. 3G and 4G same, share the same frequency, and it makes sense. It's a radio. It's a walkie-talkie. But 5G tries to take advantage of this low band, sort of what you might think of as AM is high, and uh, AM's got those low frequencies. But it's not, because it's low, it bounces off of everything. So if there's like, uh, a, a storm cloud or yeah. a building that's got a lot of shine on to it. I don't know. They're working on it. All right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. I was not aware. It, I just thought it was bullshit. Low, it's my industry, right? Because it's a low bandwidth, it can handle a lot of data. That's why it's real super attractive to them. It can solve a lot of problems. But also, it's glitchy, man. It cuts in and out. They don't have a way yet to laser poignant and it's physics i don't know they'll figure it out they always do so can i ask you Anne carlisle is she the woman with the uh, headband no that there is adrian the okay. roommate well, Anne carlisle yeah that's that's adrian the roommate okay. and her name is um not in front of my face well who's Anne? is that Anne? no Anne is our hero She's the uh, victim of the rape. She's the oh, the woman you the, can't own me, woman. That's Ann Carlyle. Oh, she's interesting. Yeah, and she was well. She, her character, more than Jimmy, even is the only one that's really fleshed out and has a backstory. God, I love this <laughs> New this New York City apartment where you can see like a skyscraper out your window. It's so cool. That was my experience. I mean, I was on, I couldn't see that, but I mean, I was on uh, York Avenue and 78th, you know, down by kind of near Gracie Mansion. You could see the East River. 
Is Gracie um, Mansion still a thing? Is there still a mayor living in there? I don't know the answer. Um, you have the ability. You ha- it's yours to live in if you want to. I don't know what the current mayor does. Ed, yeah. Ed Koch lives there. Did oh, I know. Yeah. There? But Bloomberg was like, I am too wealthy for your sticky. Yeah, he has his own mansion. shit. He doesn't You call it. this a mansion? <laughs> well, I heard Giuliani turned half the mansion into an M&M store. <laughs> I don't know a thing about that. <laughs> Let's listen for a second, because I kind of forget what's going on. It's sort of like... You're just a freak. A, a fight. A weirdo. Behind your back, everybody laughs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's just being... That's why you... They're hurting each other's feelings, and the crew is getting off on it. Oh, instead of working, they're just fucking around? They did their work. It's after. Look at her, no makeup. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah. She doesn't have so to go kabuki face. Look like. I like to dress up. I have to, you know, it takes me forever to get out of the house because I got to put on the kabuki makeup and then I got to half draw uh, my forehead. I just leave mine on when I sleep because, you know. Uh, There was a serious costume designer here. I mean, she was an amateur, but she was good, apparently. She got a lot of her material from thrift stores. Yeah. The thing is, is, she really wasn't making up a look. She just was doing their designs of today, but she made them all. Yeah, no, it looks all great. God, this is back when you had cheap rent and you just go to the thrift store. Mm-hmm. There used to be also uh, those rent control departments. I don't know if they still exist. They probably do, but... There must be a couple it... people. You well, can't kick me out. If you moved out, you lost it. So what yeah. they would do is they would hold on to it and they would sublease to you. So on right. the lease, it always says the same person. Right, but then some. Then someone got word that you're subleasing your apartment, and then you get kicked out. Right, but the city would say, this, that's not what this is for. Oh, I missed an opportunity, because that Owen is dead already. Oh, he I is. I should have told you, he was in Superfly. I think you liked that film. I've I seen Superfly. I, I remember the song more than the movie. He was in Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. He was mostly an <laughs> editor in films. Uh, but he was the real-life drama coach of Ann Carlisle. That's why he got cast. Oh, nice. The last thing that's interesting about him... Um, no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they're going to kiss. Superfly you like. What's the one you like? Shaft. I like Shaft, absolutely. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So look at this. So this is the same actor as Jimmy and the lady? Yeah, and every time they had to do these scenes, it took several hours to shoot. You don't see a line in between them. That's right. There is a quite literal uh, blacking out of the screen, uh, a piece of tape over the lens, and they exactly match the tape on the other side. Wow, for, for a throwaway scene. Well, they would they shot the film and then they manually rewound it all the way back to the beginning and they blacked out the right side with wow. that and shot again. Wow, that's nuts. So that's what we're watching. I don't understand how that works because it would shoot it would shoot of course the bla- it would shoot black. I don't know that's what the internet taught me, but I don't understand the 
physics of it. I don't understand how that works, but it worked. Well, here's the crew. They're ready to shoot again. They're like, these guys are max peak bitchiness. Oh, he smacked her. Now, I told you about all the video editing, but when they would shoot their two scenes together, they would also have a videotape running so they could rewind it and watch it right away. And oh, they'd that's say, cool. no, 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 here you're not really reacting right to him. And wow. here you should be more mad at this point. Wow, that's You see the smacks? Yeah. You see how they've got a perfect, like, side face double? Right, right. The classic uh, head to listening in. Once again, I really respect this film for what they did, and I hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't. It's I. I. It was hard to watch it the second time, and I. Knew it is. It that's team. true, and I appreciate you doing that. But it is uh, L W A F L M O Y T. You know, Mike. My, my only regret is that I have, I have this, but this one life to give to L W A F L M O Y T. So you don't think you wasted your life watching Liquid Sky three times in two weeks? No, I just wish I had more to give your show. Oh, no, you're doing great. You guys, you please subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Maybe you're watching us right now. You never know. Uh, but, now, yeah. I want you to know that Margaret has caught on to the fact at this point that anyone she makes have an orgasm dies. So she's like, all right, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll give you a BJ. So she's giving herself a BJ with a with a head double. Yeah. And the whole time Jimmy's resisting. I I'm, you know, like not saying he's gay, but I don't, I don't want it. Or look, he's, they're putting a mirror up so he has to watch himself. They're humiliating him. Oh, I see. Yeah, they're they're taunting him. But he knows once he gets he gets off, he's going to disappear. She knows it. Huh. He's just sort of following through with a dare. You know, oh, one, you're such a man? We were talking about uh, New York City nightclubs, and in the 80s, I went to see Howard Stern when he was in New York City do a live show, and it was like a three-hour show. It was nuts. I think I went with Nick Danzig and uh-huh. uh, another high school buddy. And one of the things, you know, he was on NBC, and he had this bit called The Gay Untouchables, where he was uh, Elliot Ness, but he was gay. Mm-hmm. And they had a scene where he was getting a blowjob by a woman, and but because he was gay, he asked her to wear a bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, Howard. Uh, so this film was. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say. He said I could tell if a woman's having her period. I need three women to come on stage. One who's having her period, and he got on his hands and knees and he sniffed out the woman. Oh my God! Yeah. Right, okay, good. I want you to know that the aliens are putting the whammy jammy on um, uh, Jimmy because even though it's re- he's reluctant, he gets these squirts, so he will just sort of poof away, and everyone will be like, "What the fuck?" Oh, they had no problem with someone blowing someone at a party, but oh, there he goes. Did you see the special effect? Yeah, that was good. Yuri did that. Huh? That was really praised. They had no problem with them getting a blowjob. Like, yeah, it's like a magic trick. But, I don't know, they're freaked out. Ladies and gentlemen, no, no teeth, no nothing. Hey, enough about Jimmy. These two are like, it's creepy, let's leave. Yeah. It was fine when and she then, was blowing him in public. <laughs> yeah, that was just risque. So, right now, Margaret's going to freak out and like claim that she, you know, something about her cunt or, like, she's a killer. She's not there yet, but soon she's going to freak out. 
Yeah. Well, you would too, right? Let, let's say you had sex or got someone that... Well, I wouldn't have to worry because I don't think no, I'd make she anyone climax. Out like, she freaks out like, listen, all you losers, I'm a killer. Like, she's like bragging to the crowd. I don't know how to describe it. Let's when take a it listen. Happens, uh, Nothing out here. She's not doing it yet. They're looking for the body. Where What's in the box? <laughs> I look in the box oh, and get a surprise. It's a different dead body. Ta-da! That's my magic trick. Okay, before I start a trick, I need to blow yeah. somebody on stage. Any volunteers? No? Oh, me, me, yeah. me, all right, all right, me, you, me, sir. Me, yes, me, okay, me. all right, sir. You don't have to oh, say it twice. I'm the luckiest boy in the world. Now, before I start, can you please take a look down my throat? No? Anything inside? No. Oh, yeah, nothing down my throat. Nothing down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> So I want you to know that this movie was lost for years, uh, but this company named Vinegar Syndrome, they release uh, interesting DVDs, and they really care. I mean, I guess they need money, too, but they make Blu-rays and stuff, like, from, they restore films that, I don't know, they make a big deal about it. Uh, so they had a 35-millimeter original, 35 original negative, and they restored it in 4K, and they really did a good job. They made all these DVD extras. They spent money. You know, they did, okay, director's commentary easily. They did an interview, but they did this 50-minute documentary about the making. Wow. They, they pretty much made a movie. I'm going to look for it for you so you get to watch the movie again. It's, it's called Liquid Sky Revisited, and I can't find it on... You'll find the trailers for it. If you look on Google, you know, just Google it, you can't find... They want you to buy the DVD. All of the extras. Yeah, I don't think anyone posted it online. I'm, there I'm are never before seen outtakes. There's an alternative opening. There's behind the scenes rehearsal footage, and there's I don't know some trailers. Well, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. That, that blowjob scene. There is an alternative take where she spits. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He, she must have. Well, and he disappeared. So technically, all of him disappeared. <laughs> so wait do you think what was came out goes away too no probably not <laughs> knowing guys no <laughs> yeah they just go and run <laughs> oh cat fight cat fight on the catwalk it's okay yeah and it's Adrian and Margaret again they really hate each other and love each other at the same time I Although like Adrian Adrian doesn't pull her part she just stays cold you haven't heard the dialogue. She's a mean. Kill me, baby. Okay, so what Adrian's doing now is saying, okay, if you've got a killer cunt, then kill me. And she's making herself orgasm on her girlfriend in front of everybody at their apartment. And then she will go away. Nice. I guess. I'm probably the roommate. Thing, like, you guys um, in your fucking party. There she, oh, there she goes. Bye, Adrian. Adrian, it's left the movie. So this is what Adrian you're saying. Adrian has left the building. These characters, like, they build or something happens and then they just disappear in orgasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except now, for also, jump. Vinegar Syndrome spent a lot of time on the soundtrack, making it cleaned up. Oh, yeah. It wasn't clean off a 35 millimeter. Well, that's great, because we love that music. I heard they brought in a new Zafoni to get the sound right. Oh, now right. she's going to do it. 
Now she's going to talk about her killer kind. You can write about it in Midnight Magazine. Oh, I'm more of a noon magazine. Fire. That's the place that they shot for. I don't know. She's turning out the lights like I kill, and then she's going to be the You know. She's like turning off all the neon lights in the loft. I mean, all of them. <laughs> There's a lot of neon lights in that fucking loft. I know. That's why sometimes you're at the loft and you think you're at the club. Right. Oh. Now, this is like good cinematography, although I don't like the film. you got to admit, he... <laughs> you sound like me. Come on, Fonseca. we got to watch the last hour of Liquid Sky. Really get our VHS money's worth on it. I can't do it. He was pissed at me for, for watching this movie in high school. <laughs> me and my rhythm box. Look at me. Look at me. You imagine a young Fonseca going up to you. Yeah. Look at me. Aren't you oh. jealous? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's giving her speech again? Let's go to the barbecue. And all the other princes and their princesses would come. And they would say... Delicious, she's delicious. talking about the straight life in back Connecticut. in Connecticut, being a housewife, and she's not going to do it. Or she decided not to do it. Nowadays, you're just lucky to be where you are. Oh. This economy! And this, this society? I'm a stay-at-home dad! <laughs> I stay at home with my dad! <laughs> oh, so I, she's, I, We're not at home, we're at, we're at his home, but... And my prince his, uh, would come. Nursing home. She's shaving. <laughs> Actually, shaving would glow like that. Shaving cream. So she's. And look, she does it also before the shower. Smart. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I like no that. No foggy mirror. That's right. You don't have to like stand on your tippy toes to find the one piece of mirror that's not fogged up, and it doesn't matter because when you're done, you missed a patch, and you have to go back and shave anyway. Well, I still shave after the shower because here in Jersey they have this new product they release called a towel. And what you do is you just sort of wipe the window. And I know it's stubborn. It stays misty, but you do it again. No, I do not wipe the foggy mirror with a towel because that leaves smudges, <laughs> Carl. It leaves smudges. How many times <laughs> do I have to tell you that? Um, that's true. It does It does leave a smudge. You're so right about that. I, I mean, shave right before the shower. Clean it up. I do the same routine. I go, fuck, I really got to go to Target and buy some new fucking blades and, and shaving cream because I, I don't have a clean blade and I barely have any shaving cream, but it's the morning and I got to mm -hmm. get this going. So I use a rusty fucking shaving blade to shave with like the little bit of shaving cream I have. And then I go in the shower and I wash it off and I go, ow, my <laughs> face is fucking stinging. <laughs> this is your morning routine. Yeah, that's my morning Mike, routine. Mike, why do you hate life? I don't know. Maybe because I'm in the middle of it. First thing I do, I get off on the wrong side of the bed. And then... <laughs> Mike, I'm such a girly man. Yeah. I don't shave with shaving cream. No? The amount of hair that shows up by the morning is enough for me to shave dry. Really? <laughs> Isn't that... I mean, it's like when my body hit puberty, it's the minimum required. So you don't really have, like, man stubble. I do not. I mean, I you can see that I didn't shave, but it's so light. 
Have you ever it's shaved like, your face with a lady's leg razor? No, no. Ew. I use a disposable dick. I don't even care about the blade so much. It's going to work. What kind of shaving cream do you use? The puffy kind? I don't. It's dry, Mike. That's what I'm telling what? you. What? I'm such a girly man. I can absolutely go whisk, 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 whisk. Oh, I'm done. That's insane. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'll videotape it for you. Uh, we can put it on this channel. Yeah, right. That'll be the <laughs> fetish, us shaving. <laughs> that reminds me, I got to go to get Tarkin. I use this uh, shaving cream called caffeinated shaving cream, which uh -huh. has caffeine in it. But the best part is that the packaging says, as seen on Good Morning America. And I'm like, well, that's it. If they say, yeah, I got to go get it. It was seen on Good Morning. A ringing endorsement of. Right. A four-hour daily show had enough time to bring in some crazy shaving cream. So do you ever see Good Morning America? Do you have that Michael Strahan? Yeah. I don't think, uh, I mean, it airs live in the East Coast, right? By the time it's on the West yeah. Coast. I don't even what, know if they play or something, or you have your own people. I think it's a replay. I don't. I wonder if they start at three in the morning and then replay it. But I'm pretty sure they they just replay it for the, you know. Do you have? Um, there's a female basketball star. She's African American, lesbian. She's very tall. There's Mike Strahan. There's uh, George Stephanopoulos is on there. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, I do listen to all the Sunday news shows before I come up here. So, but lately, I've been watching the movies when I come up here, listening to the movies. Wait, 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 wait. I mean on Good Morning America. I oh, think no. you have a different Good Morning America. No, no, no. I, I, I don't. Uh, I watch George Stephanopoulos on uh, like the ABC yeah, the News with George Stephanopoulos. Mm -hmm. I listen to the podcast. I saw him once in person, and guess what I did? What did you do? Left him the fuck alone. I know you. <laughs> You're Matt yeah, Lauer, you fuck. <laughs> I was at JFK. He was coming one way and I was going the other. How and tall is he? I got to tell you, that's the thing, Mike. It's not that he's short. He's a wee man. Like, he could put my hands on as a glove. He's like, he's like teensy weensy. Yeah. I don't know how tall he is, but if I'm thinking you're short at 5'6", you're, I don't know, man, 5'3", I don't know what he was. But he was miniature. Like, he was a little, All right, he could unzip yeah. me and wear me as a coat. Oh, interesting. Good to know. George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> Mike, say something bad about George Stephanopoulos. I dare you. Uh, you just can't do it. No, you can't. You, no, you, you. you. Oh, me? Well, because I look at say his face. Say something bad I, about I, any, any celebrity. Let me hear you. Oh, you want me to badmouth a celebrity? I, I, yeah, I never hear you do it, so. Oh, I, I thought what Matt Lauer did was wrong. Oh. <laughs> shame on Matt Lauer. Oh, shame on you, Mike. Is this movie I wrapping want, up, Carl? I want 1993, Mike. Yes, That's I know, but I it's too late. I buried him. Uh, <laughs> yes, you did. So we're Deep in a, down. Where are we? What's going on? Oh, yes. Change the subject with the subject of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. We are, once again, she sees that, they see that everybody's dying, and then the German is like, I must go over there and warn her. That's what we're leading up to here. She's sort of like orgasming, orgasming people to death. She, she suddenly at one point realizes that there is an alien presence, and she looks towards the roof and is like longing for it. She's like trying to join it or that makes sense. be together like a lover. Annihilation deserves each other. She wants to commune with the thing like... This world isn't for me, but you are, or 
something. Huh. Wow. God, I can't believe this is the part of the show where I go, I can't believe we still have like 40 minutes of this movie. I know. Now, look, German is pretending he's interested in her. It's all just to see that? what's going on with the German. alien. I used you Listen for your telescope. For I want you now. I mean, at this point, she's like, okay, alien, you want dead people? You got it. Oh, so she's the fucking people on the rooftop. Yeah, exactly. She's feeding the thing. That's too good. What's <laughs> your hurry? I'll do anything. You this is great sex. What's the catch? <laughs> yeah, sure, I, I, I never get this lucky. What's going on? I never get lucky. They're aliens. Oh, that happened to me once. I was at Garden State Parkway, like um, some uh, rest stop thing, and this girl, really beautiful woman, girl at the time, I was younger, she was totally like up in me, and I was like, wait a minute. And so I just ran away, and I got in my car. <laughs> right. Like I knew something was up. You don't think it was just... The way this model likes me. Yeah, she wants to go in the bathroom with you at the rest stop. Yeah, right. So her boyfriend can, you know... Kick the shit out of you. can clobber, right. And get Did whatever you, money I have for whatever purpose they were. You thought it was cool, but you saw this three-foot uh, flying saucer on the rooftop of the bathroom. <laughs> and I said, I'm out of here. Oh, no. Liquid sky is a euphemism for heroin, he said, running off. <laughs> uh, there's oh, alien orgasm there's vision. Going to have to whammy jammy. Huh? I'm, about to, I'm about to come. Yeah, we got you. You don't have to tell us that. Whammy zammy. Here comes that... Endorphins are kicking Ball in. Of endorphin. At this late point in the movie, you're like, you get it. You know what's going on. But for the whole beginning of the movie, you're like, what is this thing? I, you know, doesn't make any sense. Right. By the end, you're like, you know, you could have people orgasming during this movie. That's great. You might as well roll the credits while you're at it. The German came to America and he went to that Professor Owen and he was like, say, you know, he basically said, there is a movie and no one knows what's going on. So I've come to tell you, you see, it's aliens, right? And they want endorphins that you see. And I've been studying them. It's so cheap. And I, they didn't mean it cheap. They really thought. I don't know. They didn't mean it cheap. They, they thought they were doing a good job. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, that's all right. I mean, it is cheap to say, like, the scientist explains the plot. But In 97, there was a showing in some, like, absurd city I'll remember it later I didn't even write it down it was so obscure but they I didn't see the video but it was sort of transcripted and he swears nobody none of the crew was doing drugs all this was sugar and water and you know it was all yeah I mean these are pretty hard crazy. drugs I mean I would be I'm trying to think of an instance where someone actually did shoot up I mean I always hear stories about that I don't forget Sherlock Holmes well, no, like the movie where they were shooting up and they, the guy, well, you know, if you read uh, Wired, the John Belushi story, yeah. there was one point where oh, he- Oh, no, I, I thought you meant the magazine. No, oh. I didn't read that. Oh, it's great. It's terrific. Bob Woodward, we don't need politics. You go and talk about John Belushi, I'm all ears, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he, I think at one point Belushi wanted to just like shoot up on, in, on screen. Oh, wait, I have to interrupt you. Okay. She has taken off all her makeup, and she's sort of hiding. You see, she's at the club with no makeup. So they're like, who's that Connecticut chick? Right, and look at her dress. 
Yeah, blase. Yeah, I'm Miss Normal, or I'm pretending. Oompa, oompa, ippity doo. Now her hair, like it was at the cafe, whenever she isn't made up, her hair looks terrible. I like her hair. It's the only interesting thing in this movie. No, Mike, take take a look. You see the roots, you see the, yeah. that it's... Okay, she's talking to the alien now. Let's listen. Okay. There's no one left. We can be together now. The German's coming to warn him, and Sylvia's nursing her blue balls. Yeah, poor Sylvia. Right. That and guy... she really wants love from the son, from the German, and she doesn't get it. She gave that German a meal, a couch to crash mm-hmm. on. Oh, there he is. It wasn't believable. Like, they meet downstairs at the mailbox, and she's like, I'm free tonight. It didn't make sense. This is the New York City apartments where you only go so far high up in the elevator till you have to take the staircase to the rooftop. <laughs> I was on a five-story walk-up. I was also 24. Did you, bring your, did you bring in furniture? Did you move in? Yep. Really? The whole moving in, moving out day with... Uh, no, I missed the moving in part because... Tom Kroll's roommate was like, I'm out of here. And Tom was like, what am I going to do? And I, then he called me and I was like, okay, buddy, I'll enjoy New York City as a young person if you insist. He's like, are you sure? It's $250 a month. And then it was like, hi, mom, can I have some money? It was $500 was my cut a month. I think it was $1,200. That's pretty good. That's expensive for back then. But that's pretty good. New York City um, was always supposed to be the expensive city, and San Francisco well, is fucking expensive. Did I say a thousand? I think it, mine was. What did I say? I think you said I'm you paid five hundred. Nine hundred. I think it was nine hundred, and I felt very much like I don't know. I was poor. I was a truck messenger, but my mother just floated my boat. Wow, that's good. It was like failure to launch. After I left uh, there, I went back to college and. <laughs> started a life and that's your Alamada MSU the one you're really proud of uh, Monkey State University right Montclair State University that's right see why do you have to say that Mike why do you correct it why do you care if we slam Montclair State College I have to tell you I know a lot of people who graduated from Montclair State here in California I'm not even joking Bruce Willis went to Montclair State I know. but I call it Monkey State because it is not a high SAT score to get in there well, you need to write your name on the SAT to at least be considered. <laughs> you have to write your name on a check. <laughs> now, Montclair State, if it wasn't for Montclair State University, nobody will know when Montclair ends and the next town begins. I'm sorry. Uh, just like it happened one other time, my son was leaving. I missed that last thing you said. Uh, oh, I said... I- that- Montclair State University is very yeah. important because it helps people know when the town of Montclair ends. <laughs> and twist Little Falls. And Little Falls begins, yeah. <laughs> uh, my father was a professor at Montclair State, a professor of psychology. When he died, I went to them and I was like, can we like name a wing of the library after him? And they were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's when I learned, like, yeah, if you have $1.5 million dollars, Oh, right. They'll name it after your father. They don't name it after the actual people who teach there. Okay, so she's now like, you see the the saucers 
started. How many minutes we got left? I think we're wrapping we're up. We're wrapping up, yeah. Leaving. Yeah. Let's Keep, listen. All right. I think she's like... She no! killed the German, by the way. Oh, wow. I missed that. And she stabbed him oh, with a knife. She didn't give him back. Well, Sylvia must have liked that part. So the alien is just like, listen, we've got your endorphins and we're out of here. Thanks thanks for, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Oh, she's, she's like her desperate for the aliens to... Why did she shatter the mask? It's just never explained. It's a metaphor, me. Carl. How many times do I have to tell you? It's a little... I wish you would tell me for what, because... She's destroying the... See, you know, a mask... I, I don't have time for this. <laughs> All right. Now, a taxi shows up, and they say, why did you take an Uber? Now, look, what she's doing is she's getting herself high with heroin, so she'll have endorphins, so they'll come back. Because yeah. the heroin endorphin high, for some reason, doesn't kill you. People people really want to see you fucking zone out on, on the heroin. It's a big epidemic here. Cigarette butts and yeah, orange you- tips. That's what you see on the ground. Orange tips from the uh-huh. needles. Like the little cap. Yeah. When I hear stuff like that, it's like, it would be so easy to help those people, but we just were ruled by money. Okay, well, so the- Sylvia, you think that she was coming to save the German. Like, she saw that he was he, she had a knife. So now she's heading to the roof, and she's duping the night guard lady... Uh, I forget exactly her story. Okay, there she is. She's now experiencing the heroin, and she real she's done it in her life, but she's not. Uh, so she's gonna keep looking to the sky, like, okay, I'm high now. Come back. You should not like drop doze off a of heroin when you're on top of a rooftop. Right. You know how they. Um, now I've been fortunate in my personal life. I have not experienced heroin with a friend at a party or something like that. But other people have, and they say that they're talking and then they go away and then they come right back and continue their sentence. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that was from that old David Letterman routine, Stupid Junkie Tricks. Really? That's in bad taste. <laughs> it was, I'm, yeah. I'm very Mike Spiegelman about that. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't appreciate that. Uh, you know. You know what this movie reminds me of. You know the, the there's an opiate crisis, and that the creator, uh, the family that owns OxyContin, uh, the Spanglers yeah. or whatever their name is. There's a lot yeah. of like art galleries that won't take their money anymore for the charity. Like the Guggenheim uh-huh. said, we're not taking your money. And it's funny to see this film where it's like the downtown art scene and heroin. There's always been this weird connection. Like you know. Yeah, I guess if the family made enough money off OxyContin that they contribute to these galleries and that, you know, these galleries are based on artwork from 30 years ago that was based on heroin anyway. Oh, so what's going on right now? Okay, this is the alien view from the sky as it's leaving. I guess. They see her and they're like, nah, she's desperate. It's a thirst trap. Aliens, come back. E.T. Yeah, it's like, please do play a little hard to get. Yeah. She wants them to extinguish her, right? Annihilator? Negator? No, I don't think so. I think she wants to join them in a love way. Oh, her and I, killer she's pussy. She's really acting like it's a boyfriend leaving on a train. 
She's like, I killed people for you. I'll take heroin for you. Come back. <laughs> take everything I ha- am. Alien's like, this is a little too much. This is a little too close of a right. counter. <laughs> wow. So now they're out on the roof. Yeah, look at this. New York City look looks great. Her. See how she's getting the whammy jammy from the alien? And this is new. Yeah, this is like a stop motion whammy jammy. Now she definitely looks like a Laurie Anderson video. <laughs> they, they look at her and freak out dances, but then she's not. This is kind of cool. It's like she's dancing in the film Revolution. They said, "Let's. We have new special effects. No, no. Let's wait for the hour and fifteen minutes into the movie, and then we'll we'll add the the new special effects." <laughs> this Yuri did it, and there's no CGI, so praise to him. Yeah. Even though I don't like it, he did his job. Now he seems like the guy who directed Wild Style. Like he was an artist who wanted to capture a scene and did so and then didn't really do another narrative film they worked hard in this film they spent the money and they marketed it smartly I yeah. think they said marketed well they it had the, the soundtrack was a big hit too oh here we are we're over we're done now so the aliens just left the Jimmy's mother and the night super are just gawking at this heroin dance which kind of doesn't make sense because heroin brings you down yeah, you can still dance to it. <laughs> Inami, okay, so there was definitely a rape connection. There was no Star Trek connection. Yeah. You didn't tell me of a movie that I could put in my Netflix clue. No, this movie's there's a beginning and the end. There's there's no it's a vacuum. There's no there's no connection. I mean, Desperately Seeking Susan, you brought up. That's a mm-hmm. good New York City uh, club scene if you want to follow up. I, yeah. I would recommend Wild Style. There was a movie about hip hop during the early '80s in New York City that was shot by a, a photographer. The scene. Wild. Yeah. Okay. And, and I actually, my brother and I saw him do uh, present the movie at a, at a theater with a Q and A. And this movie's mm-hmm. been around for 30 years, and he was—he does exhibits of photography of the of the art of the hip hop scene at the time. And this couple said, "What's your next movie?" <laughs> the guy did not make another film after that film. It was really, yeah, yeah. They just gave this. We also didn't talk about Hollywood dogs that drink, and I, he didn't say something hilarious. I can feel for an open mic. Do you got anything? Oh, any jokes? I think that. Uh, yeah, I, I did some long routine that never worked. You could find something out of that. Okay. Yeah, I don't have yeah. any jokes to feed you. you okay. Oh, all right. Sorry. Usually it's just some talk off of the movie, and I'm like, ah, great, I'm feeling that. But I would love so to... S- I would, yeah. I'm going to do a set that's only Spiegelman jokes and record it. It's okay. It's going to be a blast. But make sure totally you say... You. Make sure you put on the video co-written by Mike Spiegelman, and every time the joke doesn't land, <laughs> keep that credit up. Wait, co-written? No, I'm doing all Spiegelman jokes. All right. Look at this. I do have one joke that it was co-written. It was that, uh, what do you, where do you see yourself in the next five minutes? Because oh, right. I go on to say, out in the car smoking a joint. <laughs> this shit is over. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, I was a bad, bad job interview. They asked me, where do you see yourself in five minutes? So I knew I... <laughs> All right, well, so, we, when I saw you, yeah. you just said I was at this job interview and they said, asked me, where do you see yourself in the next? And then you paused and said, oh, five minutes. <laughs> All right, so Carl. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi, Carl. I'm on the other mic. Hi. Hi. Okay. 
All right, so we're going to play the trailer to our next uh, next week's movie. It's The Concord, Airport 79. It's the third sequel to Airport. There was Airport. And then there was a movie called Airport 75, Airport 77. And this one did come out in 1979. The trailer, there's not many words on it, so we'll have to describe what's going on. So let's take a listen because okay, we're, we're about to get on, out of here. Hold on, let me catch up. Hold on. Trailer. Oh, you got to run to the deli. No, um, no, no. Our show ends in three minutes. Oh, okay. Go ahead and I'll right. catch up. Go ahead. I'll explain. This is a Concord. It says Concord on it. It's taking off. Now you see it at the tarmac. You see it at different angles. You see the wheels. Uh, you hear oh, the music. The I think it's all right. It's going to lift up. I have the documents, Kevin. That's a Universal Pictures presents a Jennings Lane production. And then the, the Concord, Airport 79. What the hell? Here's George Kennedy. Yeah, it's uh, it looks like a, a, a dolphin. There it is above the sky. How difficult would it be to reprogram the drone? Missiles. He pressed the launch button. Here comes a missile. Wow. The pilot wakes up. The stuntman who did that on the runway, I mean, that really throws you around. Yeah. Now there's a missile approaching the Concorde. Mm-hmm. Great special effects, which is to say, terrible special effects. Look! Now's the time that the pilot can drink. Will you see a missile fly by your window? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get tested. Now every, all the passengers are screaming because they have to dodge the missiles, which they did successfully. Wow, that's cool. They just blew up the missile from the Concorde. They shield their eyes. The Derbis. But now a jet fighter shows up. There's a de- <laughs> Chewy. Uh oh. Oh. It's falling apart. It's the same. George Kennedy was the same pilot in these movies. Like I would just not hire him anymore. There's Jimmy J.J. Right, Walker. Exactly. What do I got to lose? And that guy, the English guy behind him. Is- Worthy of so many better roles, like that time travel one. Oh yeah, Jimmy, yeah. This is appropriate role for Jimmy. Well, you know these these movies. You have to have like Oscar-winning stars die. There's Eddie Albert. I guess they didn't. Like, Oscar was very generous. It was a term. Plane's falling. Missile blew up. The woman said, "What was that?" And Jimmy said, "Dynamite!" <laughs> And then they stopped the movie and everyone's hands up and applause. <laughs> Boy, All right. It was a show I should have saved that for the movie itself. Now, will the plane survive? We just see in the trailer no. that it lands successfully into a Olympic skiing event. Oh, right. This has to do with the Olympics. The 80s Olympics. Look at this. Oh, when the oh. Russians won. Charo, Sybil Sherman, John Davison, Martha Ray, Avery Shriver, Tilsey Tyson, Jimmy Walker. David Warner and George Kennedy is but this Holy is like hell you weren't kidding about Charo no I never kid about Charo so that, the, that's going to be exciting Cicely Tyson hey uh, Carl that's it it's four, It's uh, 7 o'clock 4 o'clock we're done okay. the show is ended All right, now, but nobody's on by after you right so we're just we gotta run we gotta well happy <laughs> Easter right. Sunday and uh, this part is probably cut Thank out you. if not if you're still here us, that's great we'll see you next week uh, here Carl do you have anything you want to promote uh, I uh, there's a show on May 11th Saturday nobody's bought tickets yet I really want to promote that and no one that sounds like every, yeah. from, 
Yeah, nobody from uh, San Francisco is going to go. And I'll be at the Grand Saloon in Clifton on a Sunday. Oh, really? What time is Sunday? <laughs> oh, that's 8 p.m. But uh, a Sunday's a lame day to say I have a comedy show. Well, you have a show that wraps up at 7, so we want to make sure you get out on time. <laughs> okay. Thank right. you, Mike. Thank you, Carl. Wait, Carl, you're thank- do the, wait pro- plug, you're going to the deli? Next Sunday, I'll be performing at, uh, uh, after the show, I do a show at Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli that's on La Playa, right by Ocean Beach in San Francisco. I will be Not hosting. Tonight. Not tonight. There is a comedy show there, and I'm going to go over and check it out or go to the mm-hmm. supermarket next to the, to the ocean. And then uh, 